in a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here to bring you the top 10. Take it away, boys. Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another brand new episode of the Top 10 Show. I am John Roca. And I am Matt Nost. It is a beautiful day here in Southern California. There is construction yeah. going on next to my house, so hopefully okay. that doesn't bleed over. Okay. But uh, uh, it wasn't bad until like 10 minutes ago when some guy started clanging on something. Hopefully it's over. <laughs> it's a sound I haven't heard from them before, so I'm just like, this seems like a very problem solvy type of situation <laughs> as opposed to ongoing recurring noise i can't get it right what yeah whatever it was metal on metal and it sounded like they were trying to like drive something into the ground metal on metal and i'm like there's they don't have any tools up here big enough for that so what are they doing um uh maybe they're doing the hairy stamper i've never missed a drill uh what was the drill point yet i've never missed a drill yet uh, um, well, I was thinking, you ever seen the um I want to say that the first time I saw it was from India where they put a pylon into the ground and then they put a long flat board on top of it and they get like five, six guys to get up onto the board. Like first one gets on, the next one helps up. You know what I mean? What? And they all jump up and down and it's an man-made, it's just an easy solution to drive a pylon into the ground. <sighs> it totally works, but they have to like jump in unison. It's fucking crazy. That seems like a recipe for danger, especially if you slip or... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, this is a non-OSHA <laughs> type of construction situation. I don't think OSHA would get out of the airport no, if, this, if it flew to India. No, that's not flying here. But it looks like a solution that we've had for yeah. centuries. And just yeah. like, oh, that's interesting. Maybe we, you know, built forts and shit like that way back when. <laughs> interesting. No fucking clue. But anyway, that's what it sounds like. They're driving a fucking metal pylon Yikes. with a hammer into the ground. Like, this is going to take forever. Well, uh, well, we'll we'll keep tabs on that for sure, Matt. We'll if it uh, make noise, and I hope uh, our people who are joining us live uh, are cool with it as well. This is one of those shows we do live. We do two of them a month, uh, every second and fourth Thursday of the month. We do a live version of our show for our ten dollar and above patrons. They get the title early. They get to watch and listen to the show early. Uh, before anybody does, when we drop it on Monday nights at midnight. So it's one of the perks you get is being part of the Patreon, patreon.com slash the top 10. So it's so great to see Mason Sasser drew ends in here as well. So a few people hanging out with us today, having some fun. So uh, looking forward to it. Leave your comments in as we go along. Definitely hit that like button as we go along as well. Um, yeah. How are you doing otherwise, other than the construction? How are things? Uh, no complaints, really. You know? Mm-hmm. Small things here and there. I actually thought I was getting uh, sick the other day. Oh, shit. Well, Catherine got a head cold that lasted for like two days, two, Ooh. three days. Was she freaking it, out or was she just kind of riding it out? Uh, initially, but the person she knows she got it from got a COVID test and it came back negative. Okay, good. Uh, yeah. But I was like, oh, shit, I haven't been sick in so long. Oh, like, no I'm shit, not man. looking forward to that again. <laughs> uh Yeah. Yeah, for for a solid, I thought I'd gotten through it, and then uh, Sunday, my nose would not stop running oh, all damn. day long. 
Yeah. And I took allergy medication. I was like, here it comes here. <laughs> here it cut like just knowing. And then the next day I woke up and it didn't, it never came. So whatever, something was uh, bothering me weird that I guess that day. Yeah. I was like, bother that whole 12 hours. <laughs> Catherine apologizes. Like, it's not your fault. There's no oh, fault yeah, of here. Not. Were you walking into the room randomly and biting certain foods to make sure you could still taste them? Were you doing any kind no, of thing? No, I like was doing any, I've, I've had my vaccine. I'm, I just didn't want to have a completely congested nose for oh, two, fair. three days, blowing my nose nonstop. Um, well, vaccinated people are getting this thing too. They're not getting it as severely, but you can get yeah. it. I oh, guess. you can still so, get yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, hello, those Ed outlier Buscom. cases that do end up being fatalities for vaccinated. Oh, true. It's yeah, exceedingly yeah. rare. It's very rare, very rare, and should be any reason not to get fucking vaccinated. So I'll make sure that's clear as well. Um, but the Yankees can't seem to fucking stay healthy. They're getting oh, oh, that whole team's been getting COVID all season, man. It's really weird. I don't know what the fuck's going on. You there think they're just making guys. out with each other? <laughs> no, stop. Dude, I don't know. Great home run. <laughs> <laughs> and if they are, you know what? It's totally okay. It's yeah, country. yeah totally. Make out with who you want. But <laughs> it's, just, it's common among couples. You pass a cold back and forth, but teammates, you think you can keep true. your distance at some then point. Then again, you're in a locker room, aren't you? An enclosed locker room all the time. Yeah, but maybe. 30 other teams got their shit together. That's true. That's true. That's a very so, good point. What exactly are you guys doing? Just farmer blowing into the yeah. carpet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <coughs> Let me that ask you, man. feel good, though. They're about to play the Chicago White Sox in a field of dreams game and i think it's the first time the yankees have ever been on the field of dreams field does this still hold some kind of allure i mean we're we're both either former baseball fans or you know we're sports fans so we understand the supposed enormity of the moment of playing on that field but does it still have that kind of allure do we still want to see teams play uh on the field of dreams field and i say that because the outdoor hockey thing that's awesome every year i love that i dig it i think it's a great spectacle but I don't know if I have the same kind of desire to see a baseball game played on the Field of Dreams field. Do you think it still carries some kind of magic here? I legitimately didn't know they did that. <laughs> really? That's how how much it percolates. <laughs> I know about the Winter Classic. Right, of course. For Winter hockey. Classic. I love it. I think it's a great idea. Yeah. Uh, I didn't even know they did. That's how little I've paid attention to baseball. Oh, wow. I was following a little bit during the, the trade deadline this year just to see how many Cubs left. Yeah, because I happened to scan across on Twitter somewhere saying oh, Cubs might be sellers this year. And I was like, interesting. Who of what yeah. little I know of this team seems like they just gutted them. <laughs> um, but I do not follow. anymore. How many years have they been doing Field of Dreams? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I don't know how many they've been doing, how many years they've been doing it. it the game is as we're recording it. The game is today at 415 p.m. PT. So. Um, but yes, they're in Iowa. They're playing, but it's a good question. How many times have they played? Uh, and I guess there's a five things to know. Maybe this is, this has been going on, uh, field of dreams, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So here's the measurements, 335 feet down the lines, 380 feet to the alleys, 400 feet to dead center. They actually have put up like bleachers legitimately. The legitimate stands are there at the field of dreams ballpark. So it's beautiful I'm to sure look at, you know, but it's definitely on a farmland. There was only 8,000 seats in the stadium. Um, Yeah. And it was supposed to happen last year 
between the White Sox and the Cardinals, but of course with COVID and everything, it kind of was didn't. that the inaugural. What year yeah, was it maybe again? it was the inaugural. Maybe that's maybe what it was supposed could be to. Why happen. I didn't hear about it because it, then it got canceled. Oh, so there I, was no hoopla. Shit, I thought it's been going on every year, but maybe I'm wrong about this. Let me see how many Field of Dreams games have there been. Well, I like this because uh, that's reminiscent of uh, where I went to high school. There were cornfields around certain baseball fields where I practiced in eighth grade right. football was a football slash in the other part of the year baseball field and there was corn on three of the four sides oh okay all right but at the same time it gives me no nostalgia so yeah <laughs> uh but to say you know i've never i've never been as drawn to baseball as i am to football and basketball right 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 right, right. um i always liked the sport as a kid but yeah now if they did that for football that would remind me of my youth and playing football and whatever else i have fonder memories of that than baseball of course of course yeah it looks like this is the first ever one fuck me i didn't know that i thought it'd been going on for a while all right it makes sense. i can't believe it took them this long yeah i know right once nhl announces winter classic and it's a big success how does the mlb not go yeah let's just steal this guys (laughs) (laughs) There's there's no point in acting like you just conjured something out of thin air She's like, that was a great idea. Uh, watch us get better ratings. <laughs> Is that a film about an asteroid? Got it. I tell you what, I got another uh-huh. one for you. It's perfect. sure. Oh, you got Volcano? We got Dante's Peak. <laughs> fuck you, fuck me, fuck you. You got Capote? I got another thing for Truman Capote uh-huh. right here. Right at one on top of the other. <laughs> um. Especially something like that. Like, what That's are the funny. odds that two biopics for Truman Capote are going to come I mean, out roughly around the same? <laughs> Truman Capote, nothing against the man, but <clears throat> yeah, you could sell me on presidents. You could sell me sure. on, you know, other bigger figures, I guess. Yeah. You could sell me on bigger authors. Like, two Shakespeare bios make sense. Uh-huh. Two, even two Stephen King bios would make sense more than two Truman Capote yes. bios. It just seems more. Just, I don't know. Mark don't Twain, to, uh, for Christ's yeah, sakes. Twain, absolutely. How have we not had a good Mark Twain? I know Val Kilmer, well, you know, thanks to his documentary, yeah. he brought it up, but it's, a, yeah. it's an interesting character that people would love to spend two hours with. The last 20 minutes of that documentary with him as Mark Twain are absolutely fantastic. I'm just, the whole doc is great, but that the, that is a glimpse into something we may never see again because of his uh, voice issues well. from the cancer. And it's a shame, but I thought what we got to see was great. His voice and his change. So yeah. Still. Yeah. Yeah. No, he definitely transformed into that character. Mm-hmm. But I know somebody that knows nothing of Island and Dr. Moreau. And they were like, man, it seems like that director was kind of a dick. And I'm like, <laughs> that is not the story of that film. According to everybody that was yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> Val's perspective on this, apparently to me, seems skewed from afar. I wasn't a there. A little bit, a little bit, a little but bit. But it seemed like, wasn't me. Yeah, oh, me. I, Look at I, I just wanted the best film possible. Mm-hmm. Sue me. I mean, is the only real long shot you have of Marlon is him in a hammock going, push me. Oh my God. <laughs> and that to me is indicative <laughs> of every story I've heard of Marlon Brando on that set. That's the only footage you have. And like, ah, what you're not saying is actually louder, much louder <laughs> to me than what you're actually saying. Like Kilmer's coming up on him like he's one of his heroes and stuff. Uh, David and Brandon's like, oh, push me. Push uh, yeah, me. I don't care. I do that. 
do yeah, not care. Exactly. Just push me on the swing. You know that you have my respect because I didn't tell you to fuck off when you walked up. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so that's where you're starting from. Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what going to be our recurring? It was Bronson last week. Now oh, this week, we're, we're going to wait through the beat. <laughs> you're Bronson, dude. You're Bronson. Had me laughing all week, man. Up until this recording, you will. I was fucking laughing. Still don't time. know how good or bad it is. No, I think it's good. I think it's good. Nice, nice, nice. That's Brando on set. Uh, I was rewatching some of the opening of Once Upon a Time in the West because of what you said or oh, your really? invitation. I was watching. I was just listening. Yeah, was like, oh, that's a good invitation. I think it's, it's a good one. It's not bad. I, apparently, I don't really know. You're going to pull a gun? I'm going to pull a gun. <laughs> too, too many. Too, too many. Yeah, too, too, many. <laughs> so too, too many is one more than enough. <laughs> like what? Okay. I guess that makes sense. It tracks a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> we'll fix it in post. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, oh, just man. squint into the camera. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. We'll dub it over. Uh huh. Uh huh. No emotion. God, it's like Botox before Botox. <laughs> that, oh man, it's good stuff. That's my stereotype. <laughs> Uh, you know, we should do a whole secondary show where it's Val Kilmer, where it's uh, Marlon Brando and Charles Bronson discussing. Just talking. It's a Patreon exclusive. Bronson on Brando. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, so uh, how bad was that set? It was not easy. It was not easy. <laughs> Frankenheimer, what kind of a name is that for a director? <laughs> uh, I mean, can you imagine being on the set of what was it, The Heist, oh, where God. he sends Frank Oz out of the room? You, you, you direct puppets. Get you out just of signed up. Yeah, exactly. You signed you up signed for the fucking for the... job. You fucking knew that going into it. Oh, what an asshole. Oh, yeah. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. <laughs> he started calling him Miss Piggy on set. That's horrific. Oh, I forgot about that. Get yeah. Miss Peggy out of the room. I'm not taking orders from Miss Peggy. Fucking signed on for this. De Niro and Ed Norton are. I think it's a you safe know, space. You know, Norton thought, I'm going to work with two generations did. of the greatest actors ever. I'm getting blessed. Or like, you know, like it's like two popes blessing you at the same time that you are the next version of this. Yeah. And poof. Edward Norton's career. And that score film. It just it's not a bad film. To, it's not good, to be though. fair, but it's not great. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah, it's, it's just not memorable. But this was at that time when Norton thought he was going to be anointed as the chosen one of the acting he was of his generation. And then, you know, didn't really work out in the end. Yeah, well, I mean, between you know, primal fear yeah. and uh fight club, twenty fifth hour X, twenty fifth hour. Yeah, it's just yeah. like this guy's on a run. Hell yeah, he was. He was on a great run. Yeah, Rounders. Yeah, fuck yeah, he was great in Rounders. Worm. So it's yeah. it, it wasn't inconceivable that they would put him in it, but of course not. Yeah, he see you know by accounts he lost favor partly yeah. because apparently he was somewhat difficult to work with himself at times. Yeah, and, and this is why I think sometimes you know people go, oh, you get labeled a certain thing, you know, and it's like this goes both ways. This goes for men and women. If you're difficult to work with on set, most of the time people don't want you back. So regardless of the gender, yes, do more women get uh, um, cursed with that 
and as a kind of like you know under the table criticism of a of a person absolutely but there are plenty of male actors who have been dicks on set and people don't want to work with them anymore and uh certainly um edward norton qualifies kilmer a lot of people feel kilmer qualified um yeah but yeah i mean i think italian job is where it starts to go wrong he didn't even want to take that fucking job that's that's the best the part he was under contract and they're like well you have to do this or you're in violation it's like, right fine. right i mean think uh, about it primal fear is 96 um and then the score is 2001 that's a five-year run. He has, he has Primal Fear, Everyone Says I Love You, The People versus Larry Flint. Totally forgot about that. Yeah, that's excellent. American History X, Rounders, Fight Club, Keeping the Faith, which I think is a sweet little film. Yeah, it is. It's fine. Right. The score. And then it starts to go into Death to Smoochie, Red Dragon, 25th Hour, The Italian Job. And then by 2005, he's in Kingdom of Heaven, which I don't even remember him in that movie. Uh, the Illusionist, which is the worst of the two, we talked about. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's not even close. Then the Painted Veil, then the Incredible <laughs> Hulk, and then it starts to just kind of fall apart from there. So yeah. I don't know what happened around the Italian job that know, everything starts just, to fall apart. He got sick of uh, <laughs> working that much, you know. Well, maybe wanted to yeah. take a little time off. It's not like Ed Norton's going anywhere, you know. No, I know he's he's working. I mean, Wes Anderson saved his fucking career because he was he was just being like ensemble in a number of things. But Wes Anderson come along and putting him in his movies has kind of saved him a little bit um, overall. Yeah. Yeah, So I. uh, But I mean, the thing is, the fact of the matter is, everybody agrees he's talented. Oh, hell yeah. So long as your attitude gets better, you can work your way back into our good graces. And you haven't heard peep. One peep about him on any of the sets in the last few years at all. Yeah. You know? Not like that. No. Where American History X, he's shutting the director out and editing it with the editor. Or with Frida, he's rewriting the entire script because he's dating um, Salma Hayek at the time. So, yeah, craziness. He even dated Courtney Love, I think, around the oh, time. After of- Larry Flint. Either around the time of Larry Flint or after Larry Flint. Yeah, he directed or he had dated her. Yeah, but that was the big thing. Guess, but he, was, he was kind of a dick on set. He was kind of cocky, conceited, and then he would rewrite the scripts from the writers and like kind of like – so it could only survive so long on that kind of stuff. Well, you got to be crushing it at oh, the yeah. box office Oh yeah, pretty consistently yep. Yep. to get away with being a big, massive dick. <laughs> Big throbbing. Yeah, there are trade-offs in life. Of course, of course. Where the I think the flip side of that flip side of that coin is The Rock. His movies are successful, not wildly successful. That dude does not lack for work. Nope. And nobody complains about The Rock. Nope. Everybody loves him. Only Vin Diesel, and pretty much everyone like turns on Vin on that. Like no one gives Vin any kind of credibility for complaining about. Well, because he attacked him as an actor. Yeah, it's like. And you of all people gonna attack him as an actor. Uh, yeah, I've never taken an acting class, Vin. So take this with a grain of salt. But doesn't seem like an apple for apple com- conversation. And I'm pretty sure you're not the apple I want making this decision. <laughs> I flip a table the second he brings on. Bring he's, the second he mentions Fellini, I'm flipping a table. Oh, so ridiculous. Agreed. 
Um, let's see. Well, uh, I, I just uh, checked a life highlight box uh, off of my life uh, earlier today. Man, I got a chance to interview Richard E. Grant for like oh, five yeah. minutes. Yeah. For this new film he's got coming out in September. And later on in September, everybody's talking about Jamie, this musical based on a, a based on a, a London musical that was based on a true story about this young kid who came out as a drag queen uh, and went to his prom dressed uh, that way and the hullabaloo it caused. Um, but he's in the movie as an older drag queen mentor. And he was so gracious, man. It was only five minutes. You only get to ask like three or four questions. Yeah. But it was great to just to be just to be able to go back and forth with Richard E. Grant, have a lot of fun. So cool dude, man. Cool dude. So it's a nice, nice little thing to have in my view. Yeah. He's had a an eclectic career. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um I also got hit from behind the other day in my car, which sucked. First accident how, here in the how bad. Uh dented in the right side of the bumper, the passenger side. Okay. Um and I haven't heard from the insurance agency. Like I filed a claim with Geico because that was the driver's insurance agency. And they have yet to call me. Or if they did call me yesterday, there were a couple of California numbers. They didn't leave a message, which I thought was mm-hmm. weird. So I think maybe I'll place a call in after we're done with our shows today and be like, hey, what the hell's going on here? Like, let's get this handled. I was hit from behind. The guy said it was his fault. Let's get this handled. But. I was just waiting to turn right onto a road coming yeah. out of a parking lot. It's one of those like, you know, kind of those, those ramp parking lots to come out, uh, ramp ways to get out of a parking lot. Okay. And uh, at like one of those strip malls. And I was about to turn right. Two cars were coming. Uh, so I calmly stopped. And then the first car went by. And then as the second car goes by, apparently he said he hit his gas instead of his brake. And he just went wham right into the back of me, dude. That sucks if that's the Fuck. case. I was Pissed. I get out of the car and I was like, I just yelled fuck really loud. And I turn around and, I, and he's like, dude, I'm so sorry. He's, he's a very apologetic kid yeah, talking. It's, it's an like, accident. Yeah. And I said to him, I'm not yelling at you. I'm just yelling at the fact that this guy hit from behind, which I don't like. And he's like, well, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, yeah, just like the, yeah. I've been through this. Yeah. Thankfully, I've only really been through this once or twice in all yeah. these years of driving. So that's, that's not bad. Right. 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 Yeah. Uh, but it's just the time commitment and dealing with phone calls and it's all the rest of it. It's like, fuck, man, this yeah. isn't whatever. Who cares? Right. Exactly. And they're going to uh, replace in the bumper because that's yeah. what's damaged. Exactly. But, well, it's yeah. all, usually it's a big piece of fucking molded plastic. So they kind of yeah. have to. There's no really way to pull it out. Exactly. So it takes exactly. a minor thing into the, yeah, that costs $1,200. And you're like, right. Exactly. What? So yeah. Look at that. I can live with that for $1,200. <laughs> Uh, my it's not my fault to so my insurance agency though they said like state farm this my insurance they said well you can file the claim with us but then you have to pay everything up front like the deductible and all that kind of shit and then we'll go get the money back from them and refund you the money and i'm like ah she goes or you can go through them and see what they can do for you and if they handle everything through on their end then you should be fine and geico is usually good about this kind of stuff and when you're hit from behind it's usually the other person's fault so they rarely fight you on it so huh. I think that's I've never had that situation where you have to pay them. Usually just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll talk between the two of us. Yeah. Go I thought that's how it used to be. I thought that's yeah. how it used to be, but they were like, no, you've got to pay the $500 deductible first. Then we'll going to go through. I thought that was really weird. So shit, mine <clears throat> when, uh, I don't know if you remember, but I told you but up a collider. Once my car got vandalized. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, do I, remember I don't know that. if it was collider or down here near my house. Right. Just right, like right. I went from point A to point B and then walked back out and now I've got it. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I let that, I called, put the claim in. They're like, no problem. Take it to anywhere you want yeah. to have them send us the estimate. And I went and got the estimate. And then uh, I waited like over a year through all of COVID because I wasn't driving. And right, I, right, right, right. I was like, eh, and then eventually I called them up and like, well, you're past it to my insurance company. And they're like, that's all right. We'll just start the claim again. Go take it in and get <laughs> taken care of. And I was like, sweet. Nice. I, I told him honestly, it was like, uh, you know, COVID, and I totally forgot my driving. The yeah. lady was like, "You don't, you don't need to. It's fine. Just go ahead and take it back in." Oh, like nice. sweet. That's good. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure yours is going to be easy peasy though. They don't really. I hope so. If I don't, like I said, if I don't hear from them by this afternoon, then I'm going to uh, put a call in and speak to somebody for sure. Just kind of find out what the status of it is. Um, and hopefully, and right now, like you know, there's a little twinge in my back, but nothing too severe. But I'm, if it gets worse tomorrow or or Saturday, then I may go. To get it just looked at, you know, by a doctor and see what's going on, see if I'm okay or not. But, you know, it seems yeah. to be okay. It seems yeah. to be okay. It wasn't like he was going 20 miles per hour in him. That would exactly. be a whole other ball game. You know? But, yeah, just dumb kid. Big, dumb kid. Yeah. Big, dumb animal, isn't he, folks? Yeah. Um, so what they're anyway, going to do, you know? Yeah, probably. Um, <clears throat> did you get a chance to watch that? Doc? Well, should we jump into the show? Should we jump into the show here? Yeah, let's jump into the show. Okay, okay. All right, let's jump into the show here. We're doing the top 10 um we're doing this is in honor of the fact that uh hugh jackman has a film coming out called reminisce yep i think and um also marvel has come out with the what if series so we thought this would be a fun combo Mm -hmm. of things that are coming out at the same time saying what if hugh jackman had been the lead of this movie our top 10 films of what if hugh jackman had been the lead in this movie so kind of um a wide open uh approach because you go well would this make the movie better? Or I would have preferred to see him, Hugh Jackman. Or what if he had been the lead? I kind of like the idea of this possibility yeah. and where we can go with it, right? Or some of them, uh, it's like a whole different, because technically he could qualify for, you. first off, you got to go, all right, well, it's every movie ever that yeah. I could put him in. Right, right. And right. you can nix off, you know, a decent amount, but you're still talking, what, 40%, 50% of all movies that have ever been made, you probably put Hugh Jackman in it. They're like, yeah, that's so many fucking movies. There is. So if you have, I, I just started trying to do actor comparisons and then going through their IMDb and be like, can I visualize mm. you in any of these? Right. Uh, that's, that's how I did it. Cause the, the task seems so monumental. So like, yeah. well, I got to chip into this somehow. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's like, uh, you know, it, do I prefer a minute? I don't think I'm ever really saying that. Right. What I'm saying in my head is, Boy, that'd be interesting. Or I would love to see this mm-hmm. type of what this what this reality would look like if had he been cast yeah. as the lead. I'm not saying it's an upgrade. I'm just saying it's an interesting pivot or yeah. I could easily throw him into this role and it makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of those to choose from. There's a lot of those to choose from, in my opinion. I think there's yeah. a lot to explore. And I was trying to not repeat the same actor being replaced by him, which wasn't easy. I, I did the same thing. Yeah, it was not easy. I tried to bounce around. I tried to go with like weird stuff too and be like, what mm-hmm. about this? Since it's what if and we're just creating right. kind of whatever in the world we want to. Right. Um, you know, I got one in there for fun because I think he's, <laughs> if they ever updated it, it's like, boom, you could just, this is done. Guys, yeah. it's over. Right. Uh, but yeah, it's it's like a, it's a fun idea. It's a different way to look at an individual. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then also, I don't know, uh, try and change things up a little bit. Oh, Keep sure. It spicy for the listeners. Of course, of course. And what else are we doing here on this show, Matt? Uh, you want to tell the fans what else we're doing? So for those that are joining us live. Live only. 
we'll have if everything goes the way it should, we'll have a poll at the end. If you ever see my fingers up here typing, I'm adding, you know, names to the poll and we'll send you the link and you guys can vote and you'll help us determine the order. Because yeah. this is so subjective that we were like, well, why not just try and pull people in? So yeah, it'll pop up in the chat and then you have to click on the link. And you should be able to go through and just go through multiple choice. Start at number 10 and work your way all the way down. And you're just choosing between one of the two, one of the two each time. Mm-hmm. And then we'll get the results. We'll bullshit in the middle. Maybe we'll talk about that doc you wanted to bring up. And we'll oh, we'll yeah. Right there while we're waiting Maybe. on the results. Not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. Uh, so yeah, a way to pull you guys in and, uh, also be able to tackle a, cause otherwise it's just like, what do you got it to? What do you got? As opposed to <laughs> the conversation that it should be. Right. Right, right. right. Um, so to pull in more opinions cause they'll have to mull it over in their heads. And we thought it was a, a really fun, interesting idea. We hope you enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, thanks for watching along today. There you go. There you go. Uh, so when are we going to put that in? Do we know when we're going to put that in? It'll have to be at the end because I have to update okay. yours as we go, unless you want to right. send me yours in advance, but that kind of spoils the show. That's true. That's true. No, no, no. Yeah, so, I like it. I like going as we go along. Yeah, I did yeah. that. Okay. All right. Uh, um, okay. So uh, you want to tell them how the show works? Let's jump into it. Uh, we set a topic. We go our individual ways and create personal top 10 lists. Show back up here. I do my bottom three. He does his bottom three. I do my next two. He does his next two. Then we trade one apiece. Once we have revealed our personal top 10 list, we create the shows between the two of us. All right, boom. What do you got? <laughs> oh, a subtle boom. <laughs> well, I don't know if we we're bringing it back. So it's your it's your choice. You're right. You're right. Yeah, you you but, can bring it back some weeks. You know, some weeks I don't feel like saying the the <laughs> five three two one one one. It's yeah, happened what like true. ten times out of five hundred. <laughs> so if you don't want to say boom you want to do a subtle boom it's your boom man you do whatever the fuck you want with it boom boom, boom and a boom boom, boom, boom. yeah um, boom goes the dynamite my friend <laughs> i just want to give a shout out to coffee bean for their new iced tea matt pacifico if you haven't tried this iced tea is fucking great so i'm just letting you know dude i better be getting 50 percent of that iced tea i don't know if i'm promoting it i'm just saying <laughs> This is, uh, I, I hate, I don't think the Starbucks iced tea comes close to the specific iced tea at Coffee Beans. So I like it. I'm just saying. Well, I like Coffee Beans coffee, regular oh. coffee better than Starbucks. Oh, there we go. But there I do will. like a, their Starbucks' espresso blend better than Ooh. Coffee Beans. You know, it's all trade offs. I guess so. I guess so. Um, all right. What's your, uh, what's your number 10, man? All right. So as we said before, everything yeah. is in the mix. So I was trying to kind of scatter around and be like uh, more of the what if. All right. You know, because mm-hmm. I didn't want them all to be one specific style, if that right. makes sense. Like, yeah. I can expound cool. upon that later. I don't want to, you know, whatever on my list. But so at 10, I was yes. like, why not have a little fun? Uh, Thomas Crown Affair. Ooh, nice choice. I mean, Get you damn. Done. Brosnan is so good, though. He is. Interesting choice. Okay. But I'm saying, look, you pop in Hugh Jackman. I'm buying that reality just as much. Oh, yeah. Because he already has the same kind of statuesque looks as Pierce Brosnan. And they're both good actors. And he can pull off the panache and the style. And I'm not saying Pierce is bad because I I love that. And I wish he did more of that style Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. his Bond era. Uh, and they've been a little more successful because that to me is, you know, basically it's Remington steel with a billion dollars. Right. Uh, He's not James Bond, but it's still kind of in the same ballpark ish Mm -hmm. a little Mm -hmm. bit. Sure. Um, 
so yeah, going through the list, that was one of the ones where it just leapt off of that. That's one of the easiest transitions to me. Hmm. Uh, and no, I was also thinking like, if you updated whatever you're recasting, but what if, mm -hmm. and, uh, now are we saying what era of Jackman we're taking with us as well? Uh, if every movie ever made is in contention, then I think you can choose what, uh, era of Jackman you want to put in as the replacement for, um, Pierce Brosnan in this movie. Okay. Well, I'm just yeah. curious about that because there are other ones that go back further in time, whatever, and he's right. a little bit older than the actor was in, originally in that. But uh, No, I think it works. It's our list. We can mess around with it as we see fit, man. Yeah, but I mean, even... So if you took him... Mm -hmm. What era, Jackman, do you think it'd have to be? <sighs> I'm thinking closer to like 10 years ago-ish? Five yeah. years ago-ish? Yeah. Maybe Lay Mizish. Maybe even earlier than that. Because yeah, he started to show his age a little bit in Lay Miz. True. So he needs yeah, he needs to pass yeah, for somewhere yeah. in his forties or fifties. Right. But but um all right, that's the clanging. If you can't hear the clanging oh, yeah, I right can now. Slightly in the back there. Okay. It's not too annoying. No. Um is this original X Men? Is this swordfish? This feels like swordfish. Kate I thought of Leopold type. Yeah, time? I was thinking that in my head. Yeah. Swordfishes, but that that almost seems too young. Just okay. a little bit to me. What about the Fountain Prestige, Jack? I, th I think Prestige. We're getting in the ballpark. That's two thousand six. Prestige. Okay. Swordfish is two thousand one. So that's five years later. Yeah. So still fifteen years ago. So he's in his late thirties at that point. Yeah. We think late thirties. What about Australia or Real Steel, Hugh Jackman? That's two thousand eleven, two thousand eight. Real Steel's 2011? Yeah, 2011 Real Steel. That seems that seems almost about the mark, don't you think? Yeah, I would say so. It's even a year before Les Mis, so I think that might work. Goddamn, Les Mis is fucking nine years ago, dude. Jesus Christ. It's kind of crazy. I, I know, was, dude. <sighs> fuck. For this list, I saw one movie and I was like, oh, shit, that was already 15 years ago. <laughs> In no way does it feel 15. It's a timeless type of movie. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's kind of crazy. He's been in our heads for 21 years now, since 2000 in X-Men. It's hard to think that he's been around that long. And that they wanted to give it to Russ Crowe, and he told them about Hugh Jackman. And because of that recommendation, Hugh Jackman's been in our life for 21 yeah. years. He owes him so much. <laughs> you owe me. Every time I see him, you owe me. You owe me. You I just had to auction me? off my dinosaur head or skull. <laughs> you have to buy me another one. <laughs> that auction was strange. Hey, you. You owe me, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, so that's good. What, what's your nine? Uh, my number nine is Train to Busan. Oh, picture him as the dad. So he's a oh, dad, and it's wow. his son. And he has to go through the turmoil yeah. of watching Hugh Jackman be a dick totally. into turning into the man you think he is. Let me – what? Because I know the American remake is happening right now. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. Of course, it, of course it is. Yeah. Just like they had to remake Old Boy. Train to Busan by itself. Now, I haven't seen the yeah. follow-up because everybody said it wasn't good. Yeah, no. A lot of people said it wasn't good. Yeah. This, yeah. this, I, this started being reported in February of this year. 
that they were going to do an American remake. Um, and that Timo Jajanto is in talks to direct it. He's a Korean, a horror action director. Okay. Um, James Wan is producing. Uh, yeah, but it does. It didn't say who they've cast yet. So he, maybe you're speaking something into the universe that could happen, dude. Perhaps. So, yeah, yeah. Perhaps it's like uh, that lady. I think it was a woman with uh, Dave Batista talking about. Him oh yeah, and knives out two every day for. Yeah. I, I just he's a little bit older, so you can maybe make the kid a little bit older. Sure, sure. Type of thing, but I just think he could pull off the transition of the character by the end because we've seen him do the action so eventually when he finally musters the courage he mm-hmm. can take on those zombies and i guess if you put hugh in he'd probably have to face off of them earlier so it kind of changes the complexion of the movie a little oh, bit. oh yeah i could see that well just because the audience is accustomed to seeing him do the action yeah whereas That's in busan point. it's other characters kind of step up first and eventually that guy so that that helps the transition of why you like him yeah um okay. but you could figure out a way around it i just think that's a easy natural transition right in the story and i'm like i love i love it i think this could work <laughs> i love it okay all but right they got nothing else uh rumored on it right now nope nothing else rumored on it right now that's it i was looking it up and nothing else is on on tap for this and that was in february and i imagine because of covid you were not going to hear too much about it yeah so interesting now I'm trying to like visualize. All right, so they have Hugh Jackman. So then who's like the guy that's it's alluded to? He's like what a sports star of some kind? Yeah, yeah. The the bigger dude. Yeah. But you can't have somebody too much bigger than Hugh. Could be Russell. A way to put them together in a movie. Or Tom Hardy, one of those two, I think works. Boy, I like Russell though. I think that's an I like excellent Russell suggestion. Because then he's a little bit older, so there's yes. a reason that it, it makes more sense in the pecking order as opposed mm-hmm. to a young a young lion coming yeah. into the scene. Yeah. It's I like the, the old lion. Uh, nice job on that one. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but well, casting, like the, idea, casting huh? the asshole, that's going to be fun. Yeah. Like, right. Who do you want to play that that son of a bitch? Just get Guy Pierce making an Australian, all Australian. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'd love to be that casting director. Like they're trying to sell like a good idea. They're just so lazy though. Guys, guys, have we thought about all Australian list here? Hey, it worked for Heartbreak Ridge. Mal cast all Australians. Let's get Hugo Weaving up in here. Well, you still had what, Vince Vaughn? Yeah, I guess Vaughn. I guess Vaughn. Uh I liked him way better in fighting with my family than I did in that movie. Oh, Ben Mendelsohn could be the asshole. That could be good. That's an Australian actor you could use. Nice yeah. call there, Alex. I like that. He always plays the asshole, too. Mm. God, he's so good at it. In really the, the differing versions. So he would be, actually, he is the perfect. Right. Good for you. For the Australian, good for you. <laughs> good for you. You know what, Alex? Good for you. Well, because now I'm just picturing me like, yeah, he's done that character in the past, and you fucking oh, hate yeah. him for it. Many times. Uh-huh. What's his face? Um, Mason says, Edward Norton, bring our conversation back around. <laughs> Edward Norton as the asshole in the movie. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. I like that choice. Uh, visually, in my head, I immediately was like, okay, maybe I'll watch this American remake. As soon as you said it like that, I was like, mm, maybe I will watch this American remake. This Look, sounds good to me. We have casted a budget that they probably won't have, but guys, let's make this happen. I like it. Let's speak it into the universe. Uh, Hugh's um, going to be the biggest, you know, yeah get on that but as far as cash flow but 
right. between him, Russell, and Mendelssohn. That's that's a pricey ticket. Do you want to throw Kate Blanche in here? The uh, Blanchette in here somewhere? Why not? She's the mom. We get some scenes with the mom who's waiting at the train station for them, fighting off zombies herself. Yeah, it's not or the idea. sports guy's girlfriend. So it's Russell. Oh yeah, girlfriend. That's a possibility. This cast is like so cast. amazing. This could be the only zombie film that ever gets nominated for an Oscar. <laughs> it's got a shot. Who else can we cast in this? Huh? Can we get Guy Pierce in there somewhere? I just said that. Yeah, Guy Pierce. I know, but I'm saying, Who what else? other characters do we have to do? There are other male characters that you could put in. There must be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> other, oh, uh, what's his face? Jai Courtney. Isn't he Australian? Is he really? Yeah. yeah well, I mean, you got the Hemsworth Australian. brothers, but. Oh, God, you're right. I think you'd have That's to do a- Liam, not Chris. Yes. Let's see here. Uh, who else? Yeah. There are other Australians. Yeah, Ben Mendelsohn, we already mentioned. Uh, what the fuck? Really? Oh, for sure there'd be a lot more. But Is maybe these shallow? are like... Okay, Cape Blanche. Tony Collette. She's Australian. Ooh, Tony, Collette. Tony Collette. That would be a nice choice. Um, Jeffrey Rush. What's Jeffrey Rush? Ooh. Is he... See the government guy the train who, conductor. Oh, maybe the train conductor, Jeffrey Rush. Yeah, that could work. Joel Edgerton. Oh, that's a great one. Joel, I like. I even like Joel as playing the asshole. I think he'd be great at playing the asshole. That'd be fun. Oh, yeah. No, he definitely could. Yeah. Um oh, fuck, I still Rose, like Mendelssohn. Rose Byrne is a is Australian. God damn. Is she really? Yeah, I didn't know that either. She's born in Sydney. Sydney. Um, Eric Bana. Naomi Watts. Ooh, oh, Margo. yeah, Nicole Kidman. Margot Robbie. Why did yeah. it take us so long to come up with all these amazing <laughs> actors? <laughs> we came up with like five, six real quick, and then we're blanking on Nicole Kidman, Naomi Watts. Like, <laughs> it's kind of some pantheon. Oh, Jason Clark. I thought he was British. He's fucking Australian. Wow. He no could show up in the way. ensemble for sure. Yep, Sam Worthington. Yeah. Who else is in that thing? Yeah, they, these are nice All choices. Right, so, All right. That's, yeah, it's moving. Budget for the casting is roughly about $150 million. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh huh. Yes. Paul, oh, you got to have Paul Hogan in there. That's not a zombie. Come on, it's perfect. I think the only time a producer has ever said that is when the words, next words are Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> so, what project? <laughs> Because there's no world in which you got to have Paul Hogan comes out of your mouth mouth if you're making a movie. And I like Paul Hogan, but no producers ever said that. Uh, uh, hey, we're doing this movie, and go ahead, guys, make up a movie. Never happened oh. where somebody's like, we got to get Paul Young for this. Uh, Samara Weaving, if I'm ready or not. She oh, yeah. A nice choice. Well, then you got Hugo. Right, 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 right. Oh, right. That's right. That's right. I forgot that they're failing. That's right. Uh, the young girl from the nice guys, Angori Rice. She was oh, okay. just in the uh, Maritown show with uh, Kate Winslet. She could be in there as some kind of part of this. So maybe she's the girl. Yeah, easily she could be the girl. Yeah. Right. Done. Now the girl's in high school. Done. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. And it works with you. Yeah. Okay, guys, we did it. We did right. it. Yeah. We just cast everybody. And we also have Naomi Watts as an extra, apparently. So. <laughs> Yeah. Her and Jeff Rush. Sam Neill plays uh, Hugh Jackman's dad. Where's the fucking try? 
Uh, anyway. <laughs> and then for some reason in the background, Taika, even though he's from New Zealand. <laughs> Him and uh, uh, let's see who else. There's others too. Carl tomorrow, Urban. Isn't Carl he from Urban. New Zealand? I think so. Tamara Morrison. Okay. I think he's from New Zealand. Um, let's take a look here. New Zealand actress. Let's put that in here. I didn't think we were going to be doing that with this show, but let's do it. New Why Zealand actress. Where's Momoa from? Uh, I think Momoa is um, not from New Zealand. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know Jason Momoa. I don't see him in the list here. Yeah. I assumed no. Hawaii, but you could tell me New Zealand. Anna Paquin is from New Zealand. Tamara Morrison is oh, from New Zealand. Sam Neill is from New Zealand. He's born okay. in Northern Ireland, but he's raised in New Zealand. So... Let's see here. Anthony Anthony Starr from the um, the Boys series on Amazon Prime. He's from New Zealand. Carl Urban, New Zealand. You're right. With Taika. Taika. Um, Lucy Lawless. Got to find a role for Lucy Lawless in a... Uh, Are you used to YTT yet? YTT. What does that mean? Uh, Taika's last name. YTT? But that's right. why I'm saying it, but it's not the right say to say, way to say it now. Um, as I've heard him say it, it's Taika YTT. YTT. Oh, okay. But like the first thousand times I heard it, it was Taika YTT. Right. So in my head, it's always Taika YTT, and I have to go out of my way to go, you know that's wrong. Yep. Right. This isn't a gif gif situation where you can just call it gif because you're lazy. YTT. Okay. Uh. Yeah, YTT. YTT. Something like that. Russell Crowe is a New Zealander by birth, but he spent 10 years in Australia, so people think he's Australian. Interesting. Yeah. Zoe Bell does all the stunts. She's from New Zealand. All right, well, Um, train to Busan producers, let's do this. Let's make it happen. We got you covered, all Australian and New Zealand actors. I'd like to be a producer on the film. Um, and if my girlfriend and I, you know, if somehow we're not together, I, I'll bring Rachel Hunter onto the set to be a part of this as well. And Okay. Find That's fine. You can be a producer. I'm an executive producer. <laughs> I'm the one that pitched this and came up with the idea. I don't know how you just glommed onto producer status out of nowhere. I just recast the whole damn thing. Oh, this is a solo effort. You and Google get credit. I don't know about that. Oh, no, it's good. Taika can direct it. That's how he's in the film. Taika directs it. That's perfect. Uh, <laughs> I just want Stacy's mom to hang out with me. All right. Uh, what's our next one, Matt? Was that nine? Jesus Christ. That was nine. That eight. much time on nine? Put your eight. Eight is uh, uh, The Untouchables. Put him in Ooh, the Kevin Costner. That's a good choice, bud. Woo. Can't you just see him? I'm not oh, saying Costner's fuck bad. Yes. I yes. can do it with a few Costners, but the this to me, mm. a couple of these are so synonymously American, so right. to speak, that right. it's like, kind of hard to put somebody out. from Australia. Mm-hmm. So that's why I chose Untouchables. He's an actor, I think, that they are very comparable to one another. Yeah, I could see that, dude. As far as kind of fluidity between the two. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I could see Kevin Costner of they were redoing this now and he was of that age, they would cast Kevin Costner in this. Yeah. Um, yeah, I could see him just like slowly trying to be the face of good 
yeah. and having to be schooled by Sean Connery and slowly understanding that you need to exist in the gray a little bit here right. in order to do your job effectively. Uh, but he stays pretty clean, at least according to the movie. Right. I don't know the full backstory on Elliot Ness. Uh, just because I was more fascinated with the gangsters than I was the guys trying to catch him. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'd rather read about the gangsters than the, you know, than the cop in right. essence. Right. Uh, but I'm glad the cop exists. So, uh, but anyway, yeah, I'll, I'll move up. We'll go quicker on that one. Cause we spent like so long one. on my nine. I like that one. So please, what do you have a 10? Okay. My 10 is Sahara. The Matthew McConaughey one. Great choice. Uh, I I think that film is good. I don't think McConaughey is the right choice for that film. And I think Hugh Jackman would absolutely bring even more of an adventurous vibe to the film, more fun to the film. I think he'd have better chemistry with Penelope Cruz and Steve Zahn. You might even recast Steve Zahn, to be honest with you, um, because he works better with McConaughey than Hugh Jackman might. So you have to recast that. But I think Hugh Jackman stepping in elevates this film uh to another level for sure and uh, mm-hmm. the rumor is and i saw this on screen rant that apparently he was offered the role and turned it down so not a surprise at all um and i put sahara on my list before i found that out so it seems like i was on the right track there with that one so yeah, yeah. you're right yeah um, i like that one. yeah okay. i never would have i i assumed you looked it up first and that's what led you to because that's just an obscure mm-hmm. unless you're looking up what projects did hugh not get no, yeah, no, I or was just kind of or something. I don't, yeah, I'm not of, saying you did. Yeah, it was just going through my mind. I'm like, okay, and I wrote down about four or five, and then started hunting on the internet for like a bunch of films and thinking about yeah. where he would fit into any of those films. Exactly. And However, you did that. There's yeah. so many to choose from that. Yeah, that's why is. I'm like, I, I don't believe that you did that because it yeah. just, I don't know. There is a great a choice. Way to go through it. I like it. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, so my number nine is the American remake of Old Boy. Okay, so, so we take, got yeah. Old Boy versus Busan there in you our go. nine spot right now. I had that. Take out Josh Brolin, okay. put in who doesn't fit in that, because nobody believes that you could subdue Josh Brolin and put him in a room for whatever. It just doesn't. It's, he's just too badass of an energy, man. But with Jackman, Jackman loves to play these kind of uh, underdogs in films sometimes, and I think he could work really well as a frustrated businessman who gets hijacked, put in that uh, room for however long it is, and then seek revenge. And his fight scenes and all of that would have, I think, even more joy for uh, those of us to watch who love him as Wolverine. And that really uncomfortable moment when you find out the twist of the love interest, that would be work really well and push his limits yeah. as an actor to to portray that, you know? Because I thought Elizabeth Olsen did a nice job in that remake. I think the remake worked overall, but having someone like Jackman there, I think could have helped that remake be a little bit more believable. I mean, I, I thought about it. It's on my oh, yeah? I, oh cool. Legitimately two pages of a side list just typed out wow. in Google Docs, but it's two pages. Wow. Um, just because, once again, once you start yeah. going, the, at least the way that I did, if you get on the right actor, I'll write down three. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't qualify for all of them, but other ones you're like, you know, surprisingly, I really can't visualize any of these where I think it's interesting or an upgrade. Mm-hmm. Although, once again, I don't think I ever really think it's an upgrade. Right. It's more about, oh, this could be interesting. Yeah. This could be fun. Yeah. But when I got to Old Boy, just I, I don't give a shit about the American remake. And to me, yeah. the original is so good. And that guy is. is indelible as Old Boy. That's why I didn't, I was like, 
I love that dude though. It's tough yeah. for me to visualize anybody else in that part right now. I, for me, I'm like, I would like to see Hugh Jackman, Jackman play that part. So there was yeah, an American makes sense. remake. So I'd like to see what he would do with it. Cause yeah. he'd be stellar. I was rewatching the hallway fight scene with the hammer. And I was like, Oh my God, Jackman would kill that scene. He'd kill that scene. So just something in my head. Um, Okay, then my number eight is a Tom Cruise film, American Made. Uh, Okay. It's a good film, but I think it would have been even better and more believable with Hugh Jackman in the role because that his wife looks like his daughter in that movie, whereas with Hugh Jackman, I think the ages would be a little bit closer in that movie. Oh. And I think uh, it would work a lot better. And he, him being as a, him playing that character as a hard done guy who could be cocky, but also really worried about his life, I think would have worked so much better to have him be a part of it overall. So yeah, American made is my choice there. I am. See, I don't, I think the movie is, don't see it. It's not bad. Oh, you don't like like, the movie. Do you want, you want to save yourself 90 minutes of your life, a hundred minutes? Then you probably should. Uh, Tom, Cruise I like looks, Tom Cruise looks like Tig Notaro the whole time. Uh, he does, right? He does. Um, so it's hard now to visualize Tig Notaro doing all this stuff <laughs> as you're watching this. Yeah, I just didn't care for the movie. It wasn't uh, bad. I'm not saying it's an unenjoyable experience, but it, okay. it left me with a whole lot of nothing walking out of it. What if I said Last Samurai? I thought about it. Is that more interesting? To me it is, but it's it's okay. not my list. So who gives no, I a like- shit, man? I like the idea of Last Samurai. I almost went with Last Samurai, and I let uh, um, my the lady Ella talk me out of it. She said uh, the the other Tom Cruise film was was a better switch. But I liked I liked Last Samurai. I think uh, for a yeah, film that. like that, Hugh Jackman would have brought the right deference and nobility to that character that he grows into as the film goes along. I think Cruise does a great job. It's one of my favorites of Tom Cruise. But I think it would have been real fun to see what Hugh Jackman could have done with that. For sure. Well, we've already seen him in the Wolverine go to Japan and kind of right. be immersed in that world. Yeah. So perhaps point. it wouldn't be hard to buy him. Yeah. Kind of blending in even further and really uh, mm-hmm. becoming part of the landscape to some degree. All right. So you want the last samurai as your yeah. official? I'll put last samurai number eight officially. Yes. Even though Mason's giving me some love for American made. So the last samurai definitely. Mm. Um, yeah. I, I, I thought about it. I, Full disclosure, I have another Tom Cruise on my list. <laughs> Risky business. Okay. It just try to, uh, you know, <laughs> limit one per. But I think Tom Cruise is a good one where you could. Oh. I didn't want to do, also do any, like, big franchises. I didn't do Mission Impossible. But you could put Hugh Jackman in Mission Impossible. Oh, you could absolutely put Hugh Jackman in Mission yeah. Impossible. Fuck, yes, you could. Great I wanted thing. to kind of just one-off. Like, hey, yeah. I'd love to see him in this movie. Yeah. But then you're like, well, yeah, but you've got to have the one before it because that started the series type of thing. Right. Well, right. I, I didn't want to be like, well, this one slash this one. Be like, there's I, mm-hmm. there's too many movies in contention. Why am I making an allowance for this one? You're just, yeah. you're gone. Go to your room. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, okay. All right. Um, so Last Samurai, that's officially, yeah. it's officially your number, your number put, eight. Put it in marker, man. Officially my number eight. I like it. Not pen, marker. <laughs> it's done. <laughs> it's fucking it's sharpie, done. that bitch. <laughs> uh, all right. All right, so that's your eight. My seven okay. is The Thing, the Kurt Russell role. Oh, you bastard. 
Right. I'm not saying, look, we both love the thing. Yes. We both love Kurt Russell. Yes. We both feel that that is one of, if not his best movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying let's take Kurt Russell out of that. I'm saying how interesting would it be if, if they had the opportunity to cast Hugh Jackman for that role? Yeah, right. You could sell me on a couple others in the thing. I think he would just work really well, too, especially with the on, full ensemble. Yeah. And having to be the unofficial leader and the man that has to step up and do all the stuff. And at the end, the, the ending, I think, would work just as well with him, too. It's a great choice, dude. Um, great choice. But, Kurt, we love you. Yes. And uh, this meant is no disrespect. Just like what is interesting. And we could, we could do you and we could do some of Hugh Jackman's films. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I could see that because I, I mean, I think he'd be great because remember in the film, initially Kurt Russell isn't the lead. Kurt Russell no. becomes the lead as the film goes along. So having him play kind of an ensemble character initially who kind of finds his uh, place uh, in this situation would be fun to watch with Hugh Jackman. Yeah. You know, the twist. Like he's slowly remembering that he's Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Yeah. Wait wait a fucking second. (laughs) (laughs) Hugh Jackman. You're like, you are Hugh Jackman. (laughs) Plus we've seen him in that beard for like Logan. So seeing that beard on him, like we got with Kurt Russell and the thing, seeing that beard of his would work so well, so well. I mean, you could, you could recast that with him and Sam Jackson as the, the Keith David or David Keith role. That'd be perfect. 1,000%. Right? Um, but yeah, or, okay. you know, I, I don't know. That was That's my choice. I like it. Numero siete. I like it. What's your six? Uh, my six is All the President's Men, given Robert Redford's Ooh, role. Wow. Him and Hoffman, huh? Interesting. Yeah. I thought about actually swapping this out for a Hoffman one. Oh, and I had a Hoffman choice, but yeah. I think he, it's an easier transition into the Redford because they're very similar to be kind of yeah. in the type of role that they would be offered in their era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there are other Redfords that were potentially in contention, but I thought this might be the most seamless transition because a few yeah. of the others are like, that's that's Robert fucking Redford in this movie. And that's part of the cell. Yeah. Whereas I think the story and how good the acting is and the fact that they bounce off of each other. It's not about the ego of who is the star. It's about the story. And we need to tell about the investigative journalists that un- right. uncover, you know, Watergate. So the, I think Jackman could easily blend into that. I'm subsuming whatever ego I'm supposed mm. to have Yeah, for yeah. the better of, uh, it's still two, you know, co-leads. So it's not like they're doing huge ensemble work, but I just thought that was an easy transition. And I think it would make for just as riveting and interesting a movie. So, yeah, I'm visualizing it in my head, some of the scenes from that movie. I think you're absolutely right. I think a thousand percent you're absolutely right. I like that idea, actually. It could work. Yeah. Yeah, right. Just that scene where he's got to go into What's-Her-Face's house, that uh, secretary, and have the conversation with her and trying to guide her into this uh, place. Mm-hmm. And also the deep throat stuff out there in the parking garage. That worked really yeah. well. The yeah. first thing I thought of was the God's Eye, and it's just him and Hoffman oh. sitting next to each other, and they pull up. And yeah. I'm, like, I'm buying that in my head. It doesn't look weird to me. Yeah. And then, yeah, I thought about the parking garage scenes and like, that seems believable to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the iconic shots in it were like, yeah, this works in my head. <laughs> um, like and once again, it. not a knock on Robert Redford. It's an right, amazing right. film. If you've never seen it, please watch it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so there you go. Uh, my number seven is Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. 
Okay. I think All right. I didn't even think about that one. I think that's automatically a better film. And arguably maybe the best Robin Hood, this side of Errol Flynn we've ever had. Because A, he would get the English accent correct. B, I think he'd work really well with Morgan Freeman at that time. Yeah. Um, you, yeah. you pick prime, young prime Hugh Jackman would work so well with Morgan Freeman. The Christian Slater situation and him and Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio would have nice chemistry in that film. And God bless you, man. And going toe-to-toe with Rickman. I mean, Rickman and Jackman going toe-to-toe. Yeah. That would be fantastic. Yeah, Rickman I keep. Morgan Freeman I keep. Yeah. Slater I recast. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Master Antonio I think I recast too. Oh, okay. All right. She doesn't have much chemistry with Costner, so I'm kind it's of... because Costner sucks her. in that film, rather. Not as overall. Perhaps. Or perhaps she just wasn't really into the role mm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. But I think I keep everything else the same. Yeah. That's a good choice. He'd be great, right? He would be. And it's I I don't disagree. Very well could be an upgrade. The smirk. Um, yeah. The panache. The, slight, the, the panache. The slight confidence. But also like the moments where he has to have emotional reactions to situations. It'd be more believable than Costner was in that movie. Because this is yeah. this is the height of Costner hubris is Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. I think the Postman is the height of his hubris. Ah, yeah, maybe you're right. I mean, yeah, a grandiose yeah. project. Yeah, that and Waterworld back to back. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's it. Just feels like that's he'd be so good in this, and the, him battling Little John to get him to be, you know, like part of his mm-hmm. crew would be really funny. So yeah, I like that idea. Yeah, I would keep Little John. I'd keep Little John's wife. And their family. Oh, yes, absolutely. Uh, yes. I like all those other, I think those were excellent cast. And Alan Rickman is just perfect. Right. Just utterly perfect. Apparently, he's the one or him, like he was doing Bone Up on the script and the I'll Cut Your Heart Out with a Spoon is him and like his writing partner. No surprise. It's the best, no surprise. It's the best line, I think, in the movie. Yeah. Why? Well, because it's dull. <laughs> you, you moron. It would hurt. <laughs> It would take hurt. longer. <laughs> uh, uh, Michael Wincott. Um, all right. So that was my seven. So then my six is uh, Strictly Ballroom, the Boz Lerman film. All right. I, I think he's in the wrong Boz Lerman movie in Australia. I think this is where he belongs. No offense to Paul Mercutio, who plays the role uh, in the original Strictly Ballroom of Boz Lerman. If you guys haven't seen that film, that is a sweet, sweet, funny, very much Australian film. Uh, and I think Hugh Jackman as a Spanish dancer. Oh, no, no, he's not Spanish. She's Spanish. I think Hugh Jackman is an Australian dancer there who kind of meets this. Um, what do you call it? Uh, she's kind of like a she's all that type of uh, character and kind of gets her into looking a certain way so that they can be competitive ballroom dancers. I think it absolutely works even more than, than the, uh, the version we have now, the charm that he would bring to a role like that. Plus his dancing expertise as a Broadway guy, a thousand percent. I think he, he would absolutely elevate that film even more. So uh, if people would go back and watch it now. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I, yeah, it's another one. Once again, every movie is possible. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You can't think of them all. Oh, of course uh, not. That's the fun of this list. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I like that. It's a good choice. I asked a couple of friends of mine who are, mine who are massive film people, and I said, 
think of this list. What would you, and they just were like, God damn, there's so many to choose from. And I'm like, yeah, there are so many to choose from. So yeah, it's fun. It, but it's a fun idea. Cause you're like, Oh yeah. Ah, and you, you start you know thinking about Hugh Jackman. What about Hugh Jackman in this? That does not work at all. How strange a movie <laughs> would that be? Whereas in uh, at other times you could easily swap out. Oh yeah. That actor, like whatever movie, whatever the lead of, you know, movie A was, be like, yeah. well, movie B, there's no problem. It just this is kind of singularly them for whatever, yeah. you know, for Great. what specific reason, but yeah. All right, solid okay. choice at 6. Thank you. All right. Um, well, before we jump into our top fives, we should take a quick break here, uh, Matt, and hear from our sponsors and uh, hear from ourselves, telling you things that you can do to start a podcast or to get involved with other things going on in your world. We'll be right back right after this. Okay. Welcome back uh, to the show. Thank you so much for listening to our show and continuing to listen to our show. For those of you who maybe won't pick it up right halfway through the show, we're counting down. The top 10, what if Hugh Jackman was the lead of this movie, movies? Uh, we've come to our top fives. Uh, Matt, well, what do you got at five, brother? Uh, at five, I've yes. got It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, wow. Interesting choice, dude. Okay. I can see him okay. in the Bailey role. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. As he grows and progresses, like he's on the edge, on that bridge, about to throw himself in, and an angel comes down to save him. He has to look back over his life, and immediately I'm like, I can buy Hugh Jackman doing all of this. Oh, yeah. Uh, Because he has the sincerity, and he can bring a lot of the emotion and turmoil, the inner turmoil that the character is going through Mm -hmm. across as they try and basically get a sense of who they are uh, and what they mean to the community around them. So just think it's an Boy, I, I could really see Hugh Jackman doing that role. It is kind of a Jimmy Stewart that is indelible to him. Yeah, of course. I, I will give you that, but for some reason, this one is one my brain could do the switcheroo. I thought about another Jimmy Stewart. Oh, yeah. But I, I felt that just the family man aspect of what I could buy mm-hmm. him a little bit more doing this role. I mean, you could see him grabbing Uncle Billy. Where is yeah. that? Money, you frustrated, warped old man, or or yelling, going after Mister Potter, you scurvy little spider. You could see that, absolutely. Um, yeah, I thought about a one with Jimmy Stewart. I had Rear Window up in the um, honorable mentions in my head. I thought, oh, he could be really good in that. But yeah. I tried to keep it somewhat. Um, I'm sorry, did you say Rear Window? I was uh, futzing with the, the list. Yeah, 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 no, I was saying yeah. I, I almost put that on the list. That so. was my other, and I was like, yeah. I could see him in Rear Window. Oh, totally, right? Uh, totally. Yeah. The broken leg looking through. In the background, the, like exuding the tension that yeah. you need from that because you're just you're bound to your room and you're trying yeah. to figure out this potentially terrible thing from afar. Uh, and and the scene where he, you know, he's worried for Grace Kelly, who is who might be killed by Raymond Burr later on in the movie, you could totally see Hugh acting out that those scenes. I would argue he'd do a better job than Jimmy because no offense to Jimmy, but that scene kind of bothers me a little bit in terms of acting because he just goes the whole time. And Hugh, I think, would have played with levels in the progression of the fear of what's happened. So I think he would have delivered a slightly better performance, God forgive me for saying that, than Jimmy Stewart does in that movie. So, yeah. Possibly. Possibly. Yeah. Um, 
Okay. So then my five is uh, Sweeney Todd, the Johnny Depp one. Oh, I mean, okay. that film is good. Don't get me wrong, but it's not great. Man, I think the reason it's not great is because Johnny Depp is a little bit, you'll excuse the pun, out of his depth um, playing the role of Sweeney Todd. Even okay. his singing isn't at the level that I think it should be for a film like this. Helena's bringing it. I think Alan Rickman is bringing it. But I think Johnny's limited with some of his singing talent or ability. He's not Russell Crowe in Les Mis limited, but he's certainly limited. And I think Hugh Jackman coming in as the older character, the older guy who has you know, lived through the shit. He's come back to be to Fleet Street after the you know what happened to his um, wife. Plus, uh, um, Hugh Jackman has massive credentials in the Broadway world as a musical theater guy. I think he'd have brought the power and the levity um, and the frustration and the anger and the danger to a role like that. And he'd have sang the fuck out of those songs. Him and Rickman singing uh, Pretty Women, whew, that, tore, that would have torn the house down. I'm telling you. And I think that absolutely elevates the movie to a whole nother level. Uh, and maybe you could argue the greatest uh, performance Tim Burton's ever directed in an actor. I'm just saying, putting it out there. Okay. Um, well, I like Johnny Depp in that role. Okay. So first off, I undercut you there. You can't undercut me there when you just put Kurt Russell in the fucking, you just took Kurt Russell out of the thing. Yeah, but you like that idea. So you co-signed on it. And said that oh, it really I see. Oh, we're doing that now. Okay. We're not doing that. Those those are the facts. This isn't a my truth, your You're truth You're telling situation. me Johnny Depp is better than Hugh Jackman in that role. You you legitimately I, believe. The thing is, okay. you need to have be able to pull off that Tim Burton emo aesthetic. You think he can't do that? Not like Depp fits kind of perfectly for it. Did you see Logan when he plays the younger version of Logan, the, the X-24 angry Logan? That's Wow, he could do that. Yeah, but this is brooding. I listen to the Smiths type of character, and I'm not oh, sure if I ever know Jackman. That's no depth. The worst case is a down on his luck golden retriever. All you know I, I mean? see with Johnny Depp is I'm playing this character where I would see, I think Hugh Jackman would live that life, in my opinion. But, you know, all right. If you don't agree, you don't agree. I, I, it's an interesting choice. It does, because, well, look, look at the d- debate it sparked. That's true. That's true. So it's an interesting choice because it elicits a reaction. Um, yeah. I tried to think of a a musical that I could put him in, but I don't know musicals that well, so I just kind of stopped. Mm, I was like, I, what have I seen? Three of these fucking things? <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not the expert to be telling who should be replacing a musical. I did think about him as the king in Hamilton. Oh, he'd be good as the king in Hamilton. He would be. Just yeah. Would he have the enunciation, though? That is such a key part of the character. It's true. That what's his nuts is the one that uh, created. Yeah, did such a good job with that for sure. Uh, Mason Sasser says Vertigo. No, I don't think he would have. I don't think he'd be as good in Vertigo as Jimmy Stewart. I had, tr- I had trouble with most Hitchcocks. Yeah, that's singularly Jimmy Stewart's role. I, I don't know that anybody could step into that role and do it as well as Jimmy did, especially at that stage in his career. Um. All right, where are we at now? Oh, to your four. What's your four? My four. All right, dude. Watch this. Uh oh. Here we go. Oh boy. Shit's getting weird. Line it up. First blood. Yeah. Thanks for watching, everybody. We appreciate Dude, it. Take care of yourself. already got the physique ish, but picture him giving that speech at the end, oh even though I think boy. that could be Stallone's best acting. I think Hugh Jackman could make that actually potentially get thought about for an Oscar. 
Do you? How good is it from Stallone? It has that emotional punch. Now imagine somebody who speaks English as a primary language. Oh, come on, you. Stallone's tough. Don't. I won't. I won't have it. Won't King have Shark it. is closer to me. Oh, Jesus Christ. Man. <laughs> uh, no, I disagree with that choice. I don't like that choice. I, I, St- I, Stallone is particularly perfect in this. Uh, that one was tougher, but I was like, dude, if you are going to do it, I fully buy it. And this is at least mm. for coming up with what is the most interesting. I, at least that's part of how I ordered my wrist. Yeah, no, I, I, it's fair. What is the most thought provoking? Yeah. Um, and lead to actual like in, internal discussion. Could he yeah. do this? Yeah, I really do. I think he'd be excellent in Rambo First Blood, even though you're not wrong when you say that's a singularly Stallone film. It really is. So is. It is. Do I think but, Hugh Jackman could do a good job with the role? Absolutely. Do I think he convey he could convey the Americana that is at the foundation of that role? No, I don't think he could. One thousand percent. You're insane. Thousand percent. You're insane, and you need help. You're insane to say that. I mean, he looks like Americana through and through, just like Chris <laughs> Evans. The uh, ideal ah. that some people hold up in their heads of like that's what an American looks like. Now Chris the same Evans thing Hitler wanted for all his. Oh, uh, Jesus Christ! Well, I'm just saying we have a lot of the same ideals. We just don't like to, you know, it's called a spade a spade here. <laughs> the opinions of Matt Nosts or Matt uh, Nosts alone. I'm saying, look at the propaganda stuff that we put out that we somehow don't call propaganda, even though it is from the 40s, 50s, 60s. Oh, true. Tell me, doesn't look like a lot of Hugh Jackman and yeah. Chris Evans and. Very true. Yeah, we're not calling it Aryan ideals, but oh, boy, that poster looks familiar. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> At least what I can visualize in my head, but I've seen a decent amount. Was he on the poster for First Blood for the first First Blood? I don't think he was. Uh, I actually, I do not remember. I think it's just like. I just remember the VHS case. Oh, he. Well, no, he's on the first. He's in the poster for. Oh, he is on the poster for First Blood, right? Yeah, he's got the uh, T-shirt, the wife beater on, and the bullets wrapped around his chest. Yeah, that's right. All right. I forgot about that. Okay. All right. All right. Some great, cool first blood. Although, uh, where I do think you might have a point is I don't know that Dennehy tries to run Jackman out as hard initially, unless he knows. Right. But Stallone looks more like a, you don't look like you from around here. Right. Yeah. But anyway, I four, I think it could really work. So first blood. Anyway, what's your four? There he is. That's first blood part two. So here's That's first blood. Here's first blood. My dick is big. My dick is even bigger in the sequel. So I respect that. Uh, and then it's even bigger here. Look at that. There you go. Where the fuck is that from? <laughs> I think that's an Italian version of the poster. I like this one, though. I, I would actually buy this one. This one's well done arts-wise. Yeah, that um, looks like somebody took the time and made it after the fact. Yeah, that's an Etsy one. I think that's fantastic. Yeah. So. It's kind of like the... You ever seen the, the Star Wars shirt of Boba Fett? Oh. It's, uh, Bespin is the visor cutouts, okay. so it's okay. silhouetted. I know. <laughs> but you see that, and you're like, oh, I know that's something they put out in the last five years. Right. That would have been amazing at the time. Ooh, look at that one with Dennis' figure is. above him. That's fucking cool. Yeah. 
Stuff, There's some man. great stuff. People are inspired by that guy, man. I, I dig John Rambo. All right. So where are we at? Mel Gibson is Rambo. Oh, that could be interesting. Um, I could buy that. Are we at four? Uh, you're four, yeah. All right. Strap in, man. Get ready, Matt Nose. What do you got? Hugh Jackman as Qui-Gon Jinn in The Phantom Menace. I thought about it. I, I'm telling you, I think he'd be fantastic and even better than Liam Neeson, if that's possible, as Qui-Gon Jinn in The Phantom Menace. I I think his ability to connect with Ewan McGregor would be there. I think his ability to connect with the kid would definitely be there. And people have a natural affinity for Hugh Jackman anyway, so when what happens to Qui-Gon happens to Qui-Gon, I think people would feel that deep in their bones in the theater. Um, and I like that feeling of him as a mentor, but also as a guy who's kind of going against the council. You could see him going toe-to-toe with Yoda yeah. about Anakin. I'd love that idea. Um, the, to me, I, I didn't keep it on just because I think subbing him in, the movie still comes out the same. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't, I don't blame Neeson and McGregor and Portman and uh, right, right, Jake, right. is it Jake Lucas? Uh, I think so. Josh, yeah. Jake it, Lloyd. Jake, Jake Lloyd. Lloyd. Yeah. Um, none of that. It's just, I think it was the A, the expectations, then B, shooting in front of so many green screens, and that only got worse over time. Right. And just the entire environment, you know, the idea from conception to execution, it just, it was flawed for me. Yeah. Um, Understood. But I like I the idea think about it. as a Jedi. I know. I wanted to put him in somewhere in those prequels. Yeah. I just couldn't find a place where I'm like, does it really make any difference to me personally? Mm. Uh, and I couldn't do it. So I just like, you know what? Leave well enough, you know, alone. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's go to your, what, three? What's three? Your What's your three? Three is uh, to kill a mockingbird. Oh, wow. You went classics. Okay. Well, you're telling me you can't um, visualize him as being this symbol of altruism that's, you know, stand up, your father is passing, and the the, sure. the community has such respect for it. It takes a very specific individual that mm-hmm. commands that just by their sheer presence of respectability, uh, morality. So there's a fine line. Like Jackman seems genuinely squeaky clean as opposed to mm-hmm. some others that seem like an act. Right. Or... Some actors that don't even try and put up the artifice of of this, right? Uh, and I could just buy him in, and I think it could totally work. Is it yeah. indelibly kind of maybe you don't fuck with it? Quite yeah. possibly, quite yeah. possibly. All right. But they're never going to do it anyway, so might as well have fun with the idea. <laughs> All right. I All mean, right. eventually they will remake To Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah, I'm sure it's inevitably coming. Yeah, um, at some point. I don't know if it's anytime soon, but I think inevitably To Kill a Mockingbird will be remade. It'll be Oscar fodder. Hmm. It'll be whoever is Tom Hanks in 12 years hmm. or 15 years, the equivalent to. Well, I know Jeff Daniels played it on Broadway recently from a script, I think, by Aaron Sorkin. So he went back and redid the script. <laughs> Unsurprising. <laughs> so... I think that's a possibility for sure. Del I don't Hill. know if I like Sorkin writing the dialogue for that movie. 
I love Sorkin, but the rat-a-tat doesn't seem... There needs to be kind of the drawn out as the yeah. tension of this southern town builds and the inherent racism that we're all glossing over, but we know exists. But if it's like, bing, 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 everybody's got a quick rejoinder, I think that undercuts. Yeah. It works better in Trial of Chicago 7 because there's so many people, so you need... Right. This is Constant. a much smaller... Show. But that's just... I, don't, I didn't see the play, so I don't know. Could have been amazing. Yeah. yeah. He's wildly talented, so... Got good reviews, but I don't know. I haven't seen the play. I didn't see the play either, so who knows? Um, okay. Interesting choice. I don't know if I sign on to it, but it's an interesting choice for sure. There's just yeah. that I think he looks Americana. He doesn't radiate Americana sometimes. So I don't know if I 100 percent go. But I hear you. It's, you know, it's your list. That's fine. Um can't wait to undercut your next choice. Right? <laughs> That's fine. My, <laughs> My number three is the incredible Hulk, the Eric Banner one. So you oh. replace one Australian with another Australian, and I think he'd have been. I think he'd have been perfect. I think Banna. I think that role was a bit beyond Banna. No, no offense to Banna. I think Banna is a decent actor, a good actor. He's just the Hulk. Oh, the Hulk. Yeah, I guess the Hulk. I'm sorry, the Hulk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I would say that uh, I think Banna would have been. I mean, sorry, Jackman would have been fantastic in this. Him and Jennifer Connelly would have had some interesting. Um, chemistry, him going up against Sam Elliott, him turning into the Hulk when he's, you know, because Hugh Jackman can play that rage as Wolverine so well. Is this the Nick Nolte one? Yeah, the Nick Nolte one, yeah. And I think he elevates the film if he's a part of it. Um, Because I think Banna basically gets run over most of the movie and I even within the scenes that he's acting opposite people, he's not holding his own. And I think Jackman could absolutely hold his own. Even that crazy fucking interaction with Nolte, where Nolte think, reveals that he was he's also part whatever. Um, yeah, I think it could have really worked. The stupid fucking dogs. I yeah, think that, I, yeah. It's another where it doesn't make a difference to me. I think the movie is still unsuccessful. Ah, I think Ang Lee. Well, we said from the beginning it's about where the movie goes and the interesting choice of it. Yeah. And I think it makes it a more interesting film to have him in it. I think it's a more dynamic film. I think Hugh Jackman's bringing more to the role, um, more to what he's experiencing, uh, and maybe motivates Ang Lee to direct a better film. Yeah, that happens too. Possibly, yeah. You cast a new actor, it can motivate you in different ways. Yeah, invigorate you. Yeah. Oh, what about this? And it sparks the brain. You're excited about the project. And yeah, exactly. human nature. Yeah, yeah. Um, but if the dogs are still involved in the twist with Nolte and the overall same story structure, yeah, I, uh, I, I still prefer the Ed Norton one. We... I know. I don't I like the stuff. stupid villain at the end of that one is ridiculous yeah. to me. Agreed. Yeah. Let's take the smallest actor you can think of that may or may not have scoliosis and let's turn <laughs> him into a super soldier. They can rival the Hulks. Like I'm not buying this dude. Mm-mm. Yeah. I'm not. Ha- I, I know a lot of people are excited about abomination coming back with Tim Roth. I'm not really that excited. So let's put that out there. No, I thought it was a miscast from the beginning and have bringing him back to play it again. I think is a bit of a miscast as well. Um, all right. What's your number two? Unless he's more of like a crossbones. You know what I mean? He's not yeah. super duper huge. He just okay. had the name and he's a human version. I could possibly buy that. Okay. Um, I'm all fine right, with my, that. my deuce, mm-hmm. man on fire. Oh, nice choice. Can't nice you just choice. see him? Oh, of course. Yes. And no the wallowing question. in the booze. And you're like, you're fucking Hugh Jackman, man. In a Tony Scott film. Absolutely. T- yeah. Just swag. And then slowly, I just started thinking of him with the cigarette lighter. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, I could buy this if he goes off the deep end. Because we've already seen, uh, uh, what was it, Prisoners? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was thinking Enemy. It's another Gyllenhaal. And oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, prisoners and be like, so we've seen him go unhinged. Right. So it's basically unhinged all over, and it's just this vendetta across Mexico. <laughs> I could totally buy it, and then eventually the the sacrifice that's made at the end. I don't know if I want to say too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is believable. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it just it's like, oh yeah, you know, Hugh Jackman to me could because you got to be able to pull off. Like a, at a younger age, Mel would have been an excellent choice for this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you need to be able to pull off the unhinged, and when you look into their eyes, you can see that they're lost underneath right. it. Uh, right, but I got to turn your your logic back on you. I don't think it's a better film with him in it over Denzel. Please, it's not even a question. Okay, it's not I, even a question. Um, but I like the choice because I I think he could do it, knock it out of the park, no problem. Okay. I, no. Yeah, I wasn't necessarily looking to elevate the project. I'm saying, look at this already amazing project. What if you put Hugh Jackman in it? Yeah. How successful is this to me? Boy, I'll tell you, this movie is still really successful to me. Man on Fire, oh, yeah. I want to see that. Rambo, I want to see that. Um, I do. I think that's a super interesting you plop either him into either of those two movies. But, you know, mm-hmm. to each their own. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so then my two is um john wick okay where you take out keanu and you put in hugh jackman i think that's an excellent film you talk about band on fire totally but i think also him being the underdog him being chased him even delivering that line from the corner i'm thinking i'm back he'd be stellar playing john wick through multiple films in the fight sequences in the shooting stuff all the stuff that that, uh, keanu does in those three films, I think Hugh Jackman would be great in that uh, situation. I love it. Um, and I think he would be, I think John Wick would be even better with him in it, to be honest with you. As much as I love Keanu, there's something about what Hugh could bring to the role that I think people haven't even thought of or conceived of. And I think he'd be great at it. So, yeah, that's my choice. At number two. I still prefer Keanu. Yeah, I don't. How can you prefer? Hugh Jackman over Denzel for Man on Fire, but perf- but prefer. Well, okay, it's confusing to me. I think the difference is in Man on Fire. I'm not saying prefer. Okay, in my head, whereas John Wick to me, Keanu hits a couple of the metrics. I think subconsciously that you need because he's got those really dark eyes with the dark hair, so it kind mm-hmm. of makes him look great whitish. Mm-hmm. So when he emotionally is so distanced and he's just walking around methodically killing. I kind of believe it more because his eyes are so big and dark that it, like the doll's eye type of aspect of it for me, John Wick, really is kind of perfect. Maybe you need to see Logan again, man. He's doing all of that in Logan. He's doing all of that in Logan. Just throwing it out there, man. Just throwing it out there. Yeah, but- it's also, you don't need John Wick to talk all that much, and Keanu is really amazing in parts he doesn't have to talk all that much. <laughs> and if I got Hugh, I kind of want Hugh dropping one-liners or like peppering in something. Whereas with Keanu, it's like, I don't need it, man. You know, yeah. Neo is badass. John Wick is badass. I buy you 100% in these parts, and you don't talk right. that much. Right. I just think it becomes a whole other movie. It becomes better, even, the whole series. It's, it's definitely always, a different movie. Yeah. There's always a little bit of something uh, that is held back for me in terms of fully enjoying the John Wick series, even though I okay. like them. And I think Hugh would fill that little bit of something up in my Okay. Uh, all right. What's your number one? It, I think two is the only one I didn't enjoy. It's fine. Yeah, two's okay. Yeah. 
Uh, my number one. Hmm. All right. Picture Hugh Jackman, Silver Fox. He's in collateral. <laughs> how nice amazing, choice. How amazing yeah. it would it be to see Hugh Jackman be full villain, just like it is for Tom Cruise? Yeah. We wish Tom Hanks would do it more, but just there is no redeeming quality to this individual. Yeah. And you take all the stuff that you've learned from before and you just turn into Vincent and you go through and you scare the living shit out of Jamie Foxx and Jada Pickett Smith and Mark Ruffalo and half the city of LA that runs into you. Yeah. Uh, I'd buy it 100%. And I think Tom Cruise is the perfect choice for that movie. Yeah. But I find it, I find that movie exceedingly interesting. I'm engaged and I would love to see it more than any other that I could hypothetically come up with in my head. No, I like it. I like you, Jackman, in that role. I think either him or Tom would have been fantastic in the yeah. roles. I think Tom is the best choice. Yes. Having seen it, perfect. Right. But the reality in which that exists with Hugh Jackman, I still find pretty fucking interesting. Yeah. I like that uh, idea. So, yeah, in the list of all movies possible, this is what I came up with. Collateral. Is there a favorite scene from Collateral that you think Hugh Jackman might do a slightly better job than Tom Cruise in? I think him sitting on the train slowly dying. dying mm. I think I'd buy that a little bit more. Okay. Because um, the methodical, you know, uh, machine-like nature yeah. of Tom Cruise is pretty much, I mean, it's, Taking his Mission Impossible character and red sunning this thing. What if it was a communist? Yeah. Uh, and just <laughs> turning him pure evil and be like, oh, that is a formidable force. Right. So I right. bought into it as soon as I saw it. Uh, but I don't know. Maybe not. That's the first yeah. thing that came to mind. Oh, I like it. It's a good choice, dude. I'm not going to say that it isn't. I think that's a, you could easily slide Hugh into a role like that. Easily. The reason it stood out for, Cruz is because he'd never played a, a, a villain, but yeah, Hugh, Hugh Jackman has had his moments of anger on screen, um, well, and he could be really interesting in playing. Yeah, that. Tom Tom's had some, uh, not as many, but you know, something like Born on the Fourth of July. Uh, Sorry, my door just opened. Well, let me go. Oh, shut okay, it. okay. All right. So, what's your number one? Tough, tough choices, but this one stood out to me so perfectly. I could not choose it. But I think him replacing Richard Gere in Chicago makes it an even better film. Uh, I think he's he'd be better than Richard Gere. He'd be more interesting than Richard Gere. He'd be funnier than Richard Gere. And he would play those uh, musical beats perfectly on time. He is a Broadway, he's a song and dance man first and foremost, and an actor second. So okay. I had to put two musicals on this list, but this is just perfect for him to replace uh, Richard Gere in that role. And it makes the film even better. It makes him, it makes, and he really brings out the um, different shades of Billy Flynn a little bit better than Richard Gere could have. You know, that whole film is people who are not musical theater people, other than Zeta Jones, obviously giving it the old college try and doing it, doing okay and doing okay. good. But Hugh would bring it to another level. Um, and I think, uh, and I think you recast, you fucking definitely recast Roxy. No offense to Renee. I know she was nominated, but there's a better Roxy out there for him okay. to play off of 
And I think that's that's why I went with that for the he Seeing him do the whole Billy Flynn stuff, I just second nature to a guy like that. He's so perfect. Yeah, hence me not coming up with any musicals. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> Venturing into the opinion of, by the way, I sent you the link for the. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm sure it's a great choice. I can't give a qualified opinion about it. I've seen bits and pieces of Chicago. I've never sat down to watch the whole thing. I don't really like musicals. So it's got to be, you know, very specific. I've seen like uh, uh, Les Mis. That was fantastic, but I already knew the play. Right. And, um, you know, uh, a couple others. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's a rare occasion. Fair enough. Um, All right. Well, what is you sent me the poll link. Um, what are we doing here? So put that in the chat for okay. them and, what's and the they can go and vote. Okay. Here's the poll link. Uh, go vote, click and go vote. And, uh, we will commits until you guys vote and then we'll check on it and see, uh, what the final uh, tally is. Uh, but yeah, that's our separate lists. Uh, for this uh, list, and I uh, just put the poll link right in there in the chat. So go and click on there and make your votes while we kibitz for a couple of minutes, and then we'll yeah. check the results. Check back in, yeah. see what's what. Uh, did I see that documentary? Yes, I yes. watched that documentary. I mean, how fucking good was that documentary? It was. I liked that it was an hour. That seemed yes. right. Yep. You don't want to spend three fucking hours, two hours. No, you that. don't. And I do like the. So we're talking about the mouths at the palaces on Netflix. If you want to watch it, right. Um, dropped, spoilers. Yeah, dropped yesterday. So, oh no, dropped two days ago. Sorry, it's out two there on now. Netflix now. Yeah, yeah, I watched it after you texted me, and I was like, oh, hmm. I just saw that, you know, on Netflix. So it's good yeah. to hear that it was good. I was uh, once I heard about it. Yeah, I I did not know the guy that threw the beer was such a prick about it. Yeah, I, I had no idea. Right. Yeah, I was shocked too, I, man. I remember the dude that ran on the court. Hmm. And as far as I knew, like, I, I didn't know that they had ascertained uh, who, that, who that individual was that threw it and all the criminal prosecutions. I kind of vaguely remember seeing uh, this quick video of Jermaine O'Neal. Yeah. The, court, you know, the courtroom thing that they showed. Pretty sure I saw that at some point. Yeah. It's kind of like uh, when Snoop Dogg got acquitted. I've just seen the acquittal and where people cheer type of thing. Right. Right, but right, where right. you see news excerpts. Uh, whether it be Sports Center or something like Snoops was MTV News, yeah, back in the day. Um, so I had no idea about that fucking dude. The guy was, <laughs> how did you feel when our test punched the other guy? Glad it wasn't me. I don't know how honest. <laughs> I don't know how honest you should be right now. Your lawyer, where's your lawyer? Where is his lawyer? But where's but, you your know, lawyer? He was just enjoying his attention, and he thought nothing was going to happen to yeah. him. Yeah. And he got he did get punished. So I mean, like it's it's when you the look only at it, one that fun. got punished according to the state of Michigan. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and rightly uh, so. I agree with the prosecutor saying, had that guy not thrown a beer at easily the most mentally unstable athlete across any at sport the time. Yeah. at the time, he's not gonna rush into the stands. Right. Right. And then after that, well, you know. That Jermaine O'Neal was defending himself on the court type of thing or trying to basically stand ground. And I agree with yeah. a lot of the findings. All those Detroit fans come off looking really bad in this documentary. And rightfully so. A lot of their behavior was out of control, incorrect. Yes. 
sucker punches at like that that big fat guy who was taking the punches at run our test from behind and then ran back and sat down. Fuck him. Uh, uh, the other dude who rolled up on the court to confront O'Neal and him trying to, you know, they 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 really did it bad. They did me wrong as a longtime fan. Fuck you. You should have oh, been dude. on the court. Clown. I love that the judge. The judge said, yeah. you walked onto the court and you can clearly see that your fists are clenched. Yep. And you're going, you're gearing up to throw a punch. Yeah. Whether or not you did, we've all fucking seen that as yep. dudes. Yep. I've seen that where you're walking up and you're like, you're basically at that point when I see somebody do that, but 80% chances this dude's never really been in a fight before. Right. <laughs> He's gearing up for it like that. You, you paid for a ticket to your seat. That's what yeah. you paid for. And you're allowed to walk in the aisle and go get food on the concourse. But all you've paid for is a ticket to your seat. Okay? You do not get to come on the court. There's where the yeah. violation comes. And fans, which is short for fanatics, think they can go wherever they want, say whatever they want. And those people have a synapsis that doesn't fire correctly to even remotely think about coming down the court to confront an athlete. Like you think you're out on the street in a bar. Like that's kind of stupidity um, is sad to see. And I think Jermaine or, or Steven Jackson, by the way, Steven Jackson, I love Steven Jackson coming out of this fucking document. I want to interview him immediately, man. But I think whoever said like the, the crowd that had been down there through a majority of the game left because we were beating him so bad. So the riffraff from the top who couldn't afford the high price tickets Uh matriculated down. That's why that's another part of this thing that or another part of reason how this whole thing happened, because those people don't have the kind of civility or respect uh, necessary for those kinds of seats or understand inherently when you sit in those seats that close to the court. There's a, a, a like a responsibility, a social contract you enter into that you're yeah. not going to come on the court. You're not going to agitate the players and throw shit at the players. Yeah. How how. As a police officer, do you not recognize oh. Reggie Miller? I mean, that was fucking bullshit. <laughs> that happened. That was How does that? It's like the the Nick Stafford that didn't recognize Patrick Ewing, and you're like, I'm sorry, no one looks like Patrick Ewing. Just like no one looks like Reggie Miller. Reggie no Miller one. looks like the alien from Mac and Me. Yeah. Hit a growth spurt. Yeah. What are you, the one police guy in Detroit that doesn't follow any of the sports? Doesn't the know. one guy. He is a distinct looking dude, yeah. that tall and wiry. Now he is in a suit, which you're not accustomed to seeing Reggie in, but it's fucking Reggie Miller, one of the Still most recognizable face. athletes in the country at that <laughs> yeah. time. Yeah. I think it's impossible. Yeah. yeah. Um, he, he had just been in a knockdown drag out series the year before with your Pistons. Yes. So don't tell me you don't fucking know who Reggie Miller is. That was a cop trying to maybe his own shit as a fan uh, running was, out there trying to grab Reggie and trying to to mace Reggie or whatever. I I, I would assume in that man. moment he was kind of uh, blind just because there's so much adrenaline and everything. Yeah, this, maybe. This, yeah, twenty. How many thousand people? Say ten thousand, twelve thousand left. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So we're talking about ten to twelve thousand. You got to be in your head like if thirty percent of these people rust. I mean. Yeah, the the nerves and everything. So he's walking around. He doesn't recognize anybody outside of a cop's uniform, right? Or Pistons players and everybody else's. But he didn't have a jersey on, so he thought he was just some dude. Uh, you could sell me on that, but at the same time, sticking I, by the story, I think he was lying his face off. I think he was lying. But I then, think he yeah, knew who Reggie was. But uh, but I think the logic of part of this too, Matt, is where he says, or the Reggie and them say, like, dude, 
Why are you coming after us? They're attacking us. Your fan base, the Pistons that you're the police of, are attacking us. Go and fucking stop them. Don't mace us who are on the court moving towards the locker room away from the melee. So that, yeah. that's that's the kind of stupid logic that comes into the head of sometimes of some of these people in these situations, man. It's crazy. And you're watching the guy it. that threw the chair. Oh my God. What whatever. are you doing? Yeah. And then I love how these, these people pulled these moves and then skulked away. Like, you know, that's hilarious to me. Or like we said, the dude who came on the court, he said, Oh, Jermaine uh, it was a bitch move. Bitch. You're on the court clinching your fist. Yeah. Jermaine ran over and just fucking clocked you son. And because you were being threatened or our test or yeah, after he confronted our test, then Jermaine came in, but yeah, you're coming after one of his guys. So logically like it would, if it was one of your boys in a bar fight, he would jump in. There's no difference. So him calling it a bitch. It move was, I was like, what the fuck, who the fuck are you, son? It yeah. just was ridiculous. Man. I agree. Yeah. Anyway. All right. You guys should watch it. It's a uh, great, there's a lot of uh, un, uh, never before seen footage uh, and they're all current interviews which I think is really great. So you guys will get out of something out of it. Yeah, for those I love that our test is just in some fucking workout jersey. Oh, dude. So great. So great. And the thing is like him laying down and he's saying, my therapist told me, I a hundred percent believe, I don't think oh, Ron yeah. Artest lies mm-hmm. at this point, because he's done enough self-reflection and that he can so mm-hmm. uh, coldly look back at, who he was and the actions. And I was like, I was a coward. Yeah. And I was doing this and I was afraid. So I was withdrawing inward. Like that dude has been in a lot of therapy. Dude, the stuff he said after the Lakers won the title, they showed that footage. That yeah. is some self-analysis that he was doing right on the yeah. spur of the moment. Right? And now it was you appreciate it. He yeah. was actively oh, totally. trying to better himself because he knew yep. and he took the time. So yep. when you look back on it, it gives you a much better perspective mm-hmm. to check in with him now. Right, uh, and I'm happy for Ron Test. My Bulls drafted him. There was always, yeah, I've always liked the guy since we got him. It's like that dude is scrappy mm-hmm. as shit. And then Malice at the Palace, but yeah, but you can also understand why the other players were so mad at him because he yes. did what he did and took off, and he probably yeah, didn't like communicate out. with them because he probably was like just so ashamed and scared and didn't want to deal with the drama of it and took care of himself and went into that therapy, yeah. and now he wanted to run like- away. Yeah, one run away. And it seems like they've essentially maybe somewhat solved that between them now, but who knows? Who knows? You ever heard the 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 fucking tall tale Paul Bunyan style about him where he was in a pickup game once and this guy offended him. It was back in like high school or something. Yeah. Uh and another player, like this is the kind of hard scrabble world that Artest grew up in. Guys are jawing, and one player goes over and breaks, I believe it's a leg off of a table, and comes back and stabs the other guy in the heart. Holy and Artest sh- was playing in the game and was like, I'm out. But this was this happened in his world as a child. I mean, he's still in high school or whatever the case is. Not exactly a wee child, but still right. formative fucking years. Whether or not that story is true, at least the, given the fact that everybody believes it's plausible. Or yeah, he did come from a rough area. I don't know if that's specifically true. Right, right. But I'm not not buying it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Are we ready? All right, let's do it. Let's put it together. Where is it at? Do I click on it? Or are you going to click on it? Um, I've got it on the back end, so I think okay. you have to log in. Okay. So I can tell you the results. Do you want to start at uh, the bottom or the top? Ten or one? Um, are, are we? How are we doing? So are we factoring in their numbers? 
Um, to our overall or, or oh no so they voted on our combined list of what yes. the top 10 okay let's do it yeah start at the bottom um oh, then we're taking what they say is the vote correct uh yes because otherwise we just we cancel each other out yeah that's a fair point um okay so at 10 they've got thomas oh, crown affair oh shit i gotta do this ah, hold on. you ready the top 10, what if Hugh Jackman was the lead in these films? Yeah. At number 10. Thomas Crown Affair. At number nine. Now, here's where we run into a problem because it's 50-50. Train Ooh. to Busan versus Old Boy. Oh. And we cancel each other out. So we actually have to go to a fucking coin, God which I didn't it. think Wouldn't we would not. do. Wouldn't here we not. go. Ah, you won last week? I won this week, baby. Nice. Train to Busan. So does that eliminate the other one? Is that how we're doing it? Since they, yeah. there's okay. no other way to do it. I can think All of. All right. All right. So we're up to number eight. Eight. Okay. At number eight, the Untouchables. At number seven, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. At number six, All the President's Men. Ooh. At number five, we got to fucking flip a coin. It's it's a wonderful life versus Sweeney Todd. I'll be damned. Come on, we are split fifty fifty. All right, you're not gonna like this. Wow, Matt's figured out how to flip to get the desired result on his own floor, ladies and gentlemen. Incredible. Yep. Thank you very much. <laughs> at number five, you know what? I'll get at number five. Sweeney Todd. Oh no, no, Sweeney Todd. It's fine. It's fine. You want to call me and my house fucking liars? Sweeney Todd. Oh, that seems a bit far. At number four. Uh, First Blood. Wow. Okay. At number three. All right. We got another fucking tie. To Kill oh, a Mockingbird son. versus the Hulk. Oh. oh, oh. All right. Exactly, Mason. We found the right floorboard. <laughs> I found a different floorboard, but uh, same result. Oh, look at that. Three <laughs> so times in a row. Interesting, ladies and gentlemen. To kill a mockingbird. All right. At number two is Man on Fire. Oh, wow. And the number one top ten, what if Hugh Jackman could replace the movie is? You take the cake, baby. It is Chicago. Wow, really? Surprise. Not a single person voted for Collateral. <laughs> That's kind of a surprise. I thought Collateral was a shoe in Wow. Apparently, well, I okay. think they agree with both of us saying, you know, Tom Cruise is the perfect choice. He is the perfect choice. He is. I just really love the idea of Hugh Jackman in a villain role that that villainous. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. I think it'd be great in that role. Wow. All right. Uh, well, is that our list? That's it for the show. Am I correct on that? That is that is correct. All right. Let's get on out of here. Thank you all so much. We're at the we're past the hour, some yeah. hour and 15 minute show. So thank you all so much for joining us uh, for this uh, uh, show here for the top 10 films. What if Hugh Jackman was the lead in these films? We love doing this. It's a combination of what if and uh, his film coming out called Reminisce. Um, let us know what you thought about uh, our list. Let us know what you thought about uh, the fans voting on the list as well. And this is the kind of perks that you get when you're a $10 and above patron uh, of the Top 10 show. Go to www.patreon.com slash the top 10 with the number 10. Mm-hmm. See all the multiple tiers and come be a part of this stuff. 
as well. And thanks to everybody who joined us live. Mason Sasser, Drew Enns, uh, Ed Buskirk, Alex Russell. I think that's everybody. Um, and then other people who didn't chime in with comments, but who listened and watched uh, yeah. live. So, or watched um, earlier and had to go. Yeah, later yeah. It always happens. Okay, uh, what do we got to say to Matt? Uh, please follow us at Top Ten Show on Twitter and on Instagram and Facebook. It was forward slash the Top Ten Podcast with the number ten. So please hit us up over there, and uh, you can follow me anywhere at Matt Nost. Check out Settle the Score and uh, Dropping Dimes, and that Ooh. is it. Yeah, you can follow me at the Roca says on Twitter and on Instagram. Head on over to Twitch. You can follow me there on Twitch, the Outlaw Nation, all one word. My podcast, the Geek Buddies, the Cinephiles. You already know about the top ten, obviously. And my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash John Roca says so much more reviews, uh, trailer reactions, and live shows happening there. So go and be a part of all of that. All right, that's it. We're out of here. We love you all madly. Thanks so much. And we'll talk to you next time with another brand new show here from the top ten. Peace. Yeah.